praise the name of Jesus, our wonderful Savior. We want to thank him for yet another beautiful day that he has seen us through. And uh, allow me to take this opportunity to invite all of us into today's prayer meeting. And I pray that even as we receive direction, we will not just listen, but we will seek and trust God to participate and pray and pray through. So the Lord bless you as you listen and participate. And before we are going to our sharing this day, we just want to pray as we start. Everlasting Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for giving us yet another wonderful day. You have seen us through this day. You have brought us to the evening. It is your doing and it's marvelous in our sight. We continue to surrender our lives into your able hands. That Father, by your precious blood, you'll cleanse us in every area. Purify us and just make us vessels of honor. Meet for your use, King of glory, even as we take some little time to share from your word and get direction. We pray, Lord, that you shall release your spirit of prayer and intercession, that as your children we shall pray and pray through this evening in the name of Jesus. And Father, even beyond the time we've set for this prayer session, you shall help us, O God, to travail in prayer until you come through for us, King of glory, in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you this evening in Jesus' mighty name. We do pray and believe. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. And so today we uh, want to pray and want to seek direction from the book of First Samuel, chapter 17. Verse 20 to 50, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 20 to 50. Uh, I'm giving this as a background uh, story. If you have time, just go through it. I'll just pick some few verses and help us uh, gain direction uh, today. So if you have time, just read through verse 20 all the way to verse 50. A portion of scripture <clears throat> that we know very well so for our purposes i'll read verse 24 i'll read verse 24 first samuel chapter 17 and verse 24 the bible says and all the men of israel when they saw the man fled from him and were dreadfully afraid then let's jump all the way to verse 48 sorry verse 45 first Verse 45, then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. <clears throat> then let's jump to verse 48 all the way to verse 50. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. Verse 50, So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine, 
and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, <clears throat> excuse me, a story that we know very well, the story of David and Goliath, when we start from verse 24, back in verse 20, you'll find that God is dealing with, or rather, the, the, the scriptures are talking of Goliath. So the story of David and Goliath, a story we know very well. David was a young man tending the father's sheep, and the father sends him to take some food stuff to his brothers. And when he gets there, he gets to hear of this giant who is defying the armies of God. And David, his brothers, tried to discourage him from um, uh, taking any further step apart from uh, visiting the camp. And they even accuse him, one of them accuses him of being there simply because he wanted to uh, see what is happening in the battleground. However, David asks several questions. What will be done to whoever overcomes this Philistine? And he talks to a few people in the camp and he hears what will be done to whoever uh, overcomes the Philistines. And he goes to the king, and that is King Saul, and asks for permission to go and fight the Philistine. And of course, Saul is concerned and looks at David and feels like David cannot carry out <clears throat> this task that is ahead. However, he still gives David the opportunity. And David is clothed in arm, um, in a military regalia, but he feels this is not for him. And he decides to go out there in the way he knows best. And David gives a testimony of how he was able to fight a bear and able to fight a lion when these things are two, uh, these animals attacked <clears throat> his flock. And so based on the testimony of that which God had helped him to uh, accomplish, David um, picks up faith and approaches Goliath. And verse 45, as we saw, when <clears throat> Goliath was threatening and talking all manner of uh, uh, words to put down David, David refused to be put down and he ran towards uh, the enemy. And we know by the time we're reading verse 50, David slew Goliath and Goliath fell with a big thud, eh? a big thud as in a big bang to the ground. And as I've said, it's a story that we know very well. And David more or less represents the church. So many things have been happening and you feel like the church or the voice of the church is not really being heard in this generation and in the times that we are living in. When you see the evil that is spreading like wildfire, like bushfire in our <clears throat> country and the world you wonder is god really in control but the story of david tells us something and therefore i want to share with us this message i've entitled a fearless church a fearless church and so we see from this story that david was fearless and can we borrow a leaf from david and learn that in being fearless, we will be able to overcome the enemy and all his schemes. The Bible says God has not given us 
a spirit of fear, but he has given to us a spirit of love, a spirit of power, and a sound mind. This is the spirit that God has given to us. Therefore, as believers, as Christians, as children of God, as the body of Christ or as the church, we are not supposed to be fearful. And that is why God in his mind set up a fearless church. Brethren, a scared world needs a bold church. A scared world needs a bold church. In other words, a fear, fearful world, a world that is full of fear, cannot be helped by a church that is equally full of fear. So a, a world that is full of fear needs a church that is full of boldness. When we look at our Lord and Savior, we see all the characteristics of boldness in the Lord Jesus Christ. When he was tempted by the enemy, he boldly countered every temptation with the word of God. When people were trading in the <clears throat> church and not uh, using the church or the temple for its um, intended purposes, our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, was bold enough to throw out all the money changers from the temple so that the body of Christ, the temple, would be used as a house of prayer. And we see in many things, even in during his crucifixion or before his crucifixion, when he stands before different rulers at that point in time, Christ exhibited a lot of boldness. <clears throat> so no one can blame people for being afraid. However, the world is in for a baptism of fire, and whether or not this present conflict or pandemic is the beginning of that ordeal, such a baptism will come sooner or later. And this baptism, brethren, I'm referring to a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Revival, renewal, awakening are some of the words that are used to describe this move of God. God has declared this through the voice of the holy prophets since time began and there is no escaping it. A number of prophets, as we have said, prophesied about revival, prophesied about an awakening, a time where there will be an awakening in the world, an outpouring of the Spirit of God. And brethren, this season is coming. As Christians, we are people of another order. We claim a place in the purposes of God above the uncertainties of time and chance in which the world believes in so much. Brethren, we are not limited by time and chance. Our dependence is on God and therefore we cannot carry ourselves out in the systems or the manner in which the world carries itself. We have been given a prophetic preview of all these things that are to come upon the earth. Can anything take us unaware, brethren? If it does, it's simply because we are not spending enough time in the word of God. We are not spending enough time in prayer waiting upon the Lord. And so many things get us unaware. But God is raising a fearless church 
a church that is aware of the future and what is in store in the future and therefore prepares adequately for this future. And that's why I encourage us, brethren, let us not allow anything to take us unaware, to catch us unaware, because we need to wait on the Lord. Bible reading and believing Christians should be the last persons on earth to give way to fear. Are you born again? Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Allow him to work his boldness in you that you will not be caught up in fear. We are redeemed from our past offenses. We are kept in our present circumstances by the power of an all-powerful God. And our future is safe in his hands. We need not be fearful, brethren. God has promised to support us in the flood, protect us in the fire. Uh, read Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 2. God has promised to feed us in the famine, shield us against our enemies, hide them or hide us as Christians in his safe chambers until the tribulation is over and receive us into his heaven. Brethren, this is the promise we have as Christians. If we are called upon to suffer or if you go through any form of suffering, my brother, my sister, be sure that we shall be rewarded for every pain and every tear. We shall be blessed for every tear, brethren. Underneath will be the everlasting arms, and within will be the deep assurance that all is well with our souls. In Christ Jesus, it is well. Even though the boat might seem like it is rocking, brethren, it is well. This God, this Christ Jesus who has called us to go with him, to the to cross with him, that stormy sea, and go to the other side will ensure that it is well. Brethren, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not death, not life, not angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, depth nor things present, nor things to come. Not any other creature, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39, nothing shall separate us from the love of God. And this assurance from God should enable us to rise as a fearless church, as a fearless Christian, and confront the powers and principalities that the enemy is throwing our way because we know God is with as God is on our side, then who can be against us? The world is full of habitations of darkness, but nowhere in its large area is there a thing which a real Christian should fear or be afraid of. Yes, there are many evil things happening in the world. There are many dangerous things happening in the world. But a Bible-believing, a Bible-reading Christian should not be afraid of these things because he knows whom he has believed. A Christian who is full of fear has not taken time to examine his or her defenses. This Christian does not know who is on his or her side. The prophet Elisha told Gehazi, 
and prayed for him that his eyes would be opened that he may see those who are or those who were on their side. And Gehazi was able to see a whole army of angels guarding them against the mighty Assyrian army. May we see who is on our side, brethren, and we will not fear in any way whatsoever. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. A fear-stricken church, brethren, cannot help a scared world. We who are in the secret place of safety must begin to talk and act like it. As we are on earth, we should remain calm, buoyant and cheerful. We will never convince the scared world that there is peace at the cross of Jesus if we continue to exhibit the same fears as those of the world. And therefore, I want to invite us to take time and pray together. Fear not, my brother. Fear not, my sister. We can only be so by drawing from the boldness of Christ. We can only get boldness from the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I invite us to pray. And let us pray together that today we shall not be unequally yoked with the world. Let nothing of the world be found in us. Let's trust God to come out of fear and lose the stranglehold of fear that is upon the church. Let us pray for a bold church this evening and a church that is motivated by the reward of revival. Let us pray that the, that, uh, that the Lord will brood over the church, cover the church just like the hand covers her cheeks. Brethren, let us claim our place. Claim your place in the purposes of God as a Christian. And let's just trust God that he will come through for us this evening. So wherever you are, let's just join in. Don't just listen through. I encourage us. Let's pray and pray through. I'll trust God just to help us to give um, uh, to give up our prayer points and so that we can be able to pray together. And so wherever you are this evening, please join me. Let's just come before God and bring repentance up where we have allowed worldliness to come into us. Therefore, we have missed the power that there is in believing in the Lord Jesus Christ because the world has found something in us that it can accuse us of when we speak of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us not be equally yoked or unequally yoked, sorry, unequally yoked with the world. And let's trust God that will bring out Jesus in our daily lives. Join in and as we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, <clears throat> we come before you tonight. We thank you. You are reminding us, oh God, that you are raising a fearless church, a church that is not bound in fear, that will not be brought down by fear, will not be uh, frustrated by fear. You are raising a fearless church king of glory and we come before you tonight you have told us in your word that we should not be unequally yoked with the world father one of the things that is prevailing and ruling the world today is fear many people are intimidated in one way or another and we come before you king of glory acknowledging that even as the children of god 
Many of us have been caught up in that fear, King of glory. But we bring repentance today, O oh God, because this has come forth, King of glory, because we have been unequally yoked with the world, King of glory. We have followed after worldly systems. We have pursued the things of this world, materialism, O oh God, wealth, King of glory, and many other things, my Father. Though some of these things might not be sinful in themselves, O oh God, but our determined pursuit for them in sacrifice of being in your place, King of glory, has caused us, my Father, to be unequally yoked with the world, King of glory. And we are asking tonight, Lord, that you may have mercy and forgive us, King of glory, and wash us by the blood of Jesus Christ. O Lamb upon the throne, forgive us, O God, forgive us, King of glory, where we have walked in the ways of the world, where we have thought like the world, where we have done things like the world, King of glory, where we have compromised, O God, thinking that we are pleasing to the world, King of glory, yet you require of us to be pleasing only to you, my Father. We are praying tonight where we have sought to please men rather than God, where we have sought to obey men rather than God. Father, that you may forgive us. And Father and our God, remove every form of fear that has caused us to compromise and be men pleasers, King of glory. Oh, Jesus, remember mercy, remember mercy, remember mercy and forgive us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that we shall seek to follow Jesus. We shall focus on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We shall not waver through unbelief as concerns the promises of God, but we shall stand firm as the children of God and call upon you, King of glory, and wait upon you, my Father, and trust you, O God, that even in the storm, King of glory, you are with us, O God, and nothing will shake us. Nothing will make us to fear, O oh God, but we shall stand firm and declare the promises of God in this season and in this generation in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we are trusting you that we shall come out of fear. May you lose the stranglehold that fear has over the body of Christ and the world over King of glory. May the world realize that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but you have given us a spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind, that the power of God will be at work within us and destroy all the works of Satan in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us, O oh God, the boldness, the courage that comes from knowing you and having you in our lives, that of glory by your spirit, O God. We shall confront everything, O God, that is against the word of God and the principles of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to overcome fear. Help us to overcome fear. Remove fear from us. We fear witnessing, O God. We fear talking about you, King of glory. We fear testifying, my Father. Yet these are things, O God, you expect of us, King of glory. We fear serving you, O God. We fear, my Father, so many things that are related to the kingdom. Yet this is not 
our portion, King of glory, in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you may forgive us and help us, O God, to return to the place of boldness, to return to the place of courage as the body of Christ, as individuals, as Christians, O God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for a bold church that will be motivated by the reward for revival. The church shall be bold and stand and proclaim the good the good news, the great saving message of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that at a time as this, we shall not fear King of glory, but we shall seek you, O God, and you shall give us innovative ways, O Father, of sharing the gospel, King of glory, in the mighty name of Jesus. Won't you come through for us as the body of Christ, in the name of Jesus. We speak boldness in the church. We speak boldness in the church. May the church be pushed by boldness. May the church be pushed by courage. Courage, my brother. Courage, my sister. Do not stumble. Do not look back. Do not give in to the uh, onslaught of fear. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we shall not fear the things that are happening around us. We shall not fear of the things that we hear, King of glory. But Lord, our God, we shall recognize that he who is in us is greater than he that is in the world. And the church has one foundation, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray the boldness that with which my Father, you ministered and went for missions, King of glory, may be found in the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. We shall not fear any or anybody, my father, be it governors or God, be it um, political leaders, my father. We shall respect Respect them, King of glory, but we shall stand on the word of God, even as we engage with them, King of glory, in the name of Jesus, as we deal with our bosses, our teachers, our lecturers, oh God, we shall not fear, my Father, we shall respect them, but Lord, we shall not bow, my Father, to things that are against your principles, simply because these people feel they have, oh God, some form of authority over us. Lord, we are praying, give us boldness, give us courage, give us the strength, oh God, as the body of Christ to stand in this season. Father, we pray that you as our Lord and Savior, you shall brood over the church and shield it from the Goliaths of today. Want to shield the church, O God, from political patronization, from political pressure, from lucrative monetary offers that are turning away your servants from you, King of glory. Father, deliver the church from fame, from competition and comparison, O God, from worldliness, from lack of resources, that is causing many ministers, oh God, to go to walk around with a begging bowl. Father, may they realize that cattle on a thousand hills belong to you, my Father. Our help is in the name of the Lord and not in man, not in women, not in the people of the world. Let us realize, King of glory that our help is in you, and you shall help us overcome every Goliath in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to overcome religiosity. Help us, O oh God, to overcome the Goliath of cultural influence in the name of Jesus, that the church shall be pure, the church shall walk in righteousness, the church shall walk in the fear of God, and remove all these Goliaths from its midst, my Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Father, we thank and we bless you. Saint of God, wherever you are, may you claim your place in the purposes of God as a Christian. God has a purpose over your life. Won't you just arise and trust God to remove every form of fear and that his purposes may become clear in your life and that you may be able to fulfill the purposes of God by knowing your purpose. You will not fear in any way whatsoever. So brother, sister, let's just lift our voices up. Let's call upon God to reveal his purposes over our lives as individuals in the name of Jesus. We claim our place, O God, in the purposes of God as a Christian King of glory. I pray, my Father, that we shall experience God's love. We shall experience God's covering, God's presence. We shall experience God's protection, God's provision upon our lives. We shall experience God's victory and direction, King of glory. We will realize our purposes in you, King of glory, as we seek to pursue you and pursue them, and that we'll no longer hold back, King of glory, but the zeal of God shall consume us as the children of God, and we shall serve you, King of glory, wholeheartedly with all we have and with all, and with all that we are in the name of Jesus. As your children shall go full throttle in serving you, King of glory, in the name of Jesus, that you may come with us, you may come in us, O God, and come to us, King of glory, with revival. Won't you revive us, O God? Won't you revive us, Lamb upon the throne? Revive the desire to serve in whichever ministry you have placed us in church. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, King of glory, because you hear and answer prayer. And we thank you that in the days to come, we will begin to see a fearless church that spreads the love of Jesus in a way that the world will not be able to resist in the name of Jesus Christ. Because Lord, you're reminding us a scared church cannot minister to a scared world. We pray for boldness. We pray for courage in the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we believe you have done it. For this we pray, trusting and believing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. God bless you.